Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back here on the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you this morning again as we count it down to the start of the regular season and we count it down to the finale of the preseason. The Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning yet again, part three of the preseason trilogy, if you will. That's going to be tonight coming up at six o'clock. That's when the puck will drop. We'll have Panthers preview across the radio network beginning at 5.30 p.m. You can join Billy Lindsay, Kevin Rogers, and myself for that as we get you all set up for tonight's contest. The Panthers, of course, will open up the regular season coming up on Thursday at 7 p.m. at FLA Live Arena and Sunrise when they welcome in the Pittsburgh Penguins. And then a week from tonight, the Panthers will have the New York Islanders at home at FLA Live Arena, so you don't want to miss any of the action coming up. It's the Panthers kicking things off on what should be an exciting, entertaining 21-22 season. And now as we bring in our next guest here, longtime friend of the program here on the Panthers Insider Show, taking us behind enemy lines a little bit. He is the radio voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning and does a great job there. Dave Mishkin joining us. Dave, first, thanks very much for stopping by the show here today. How are you? How excited are you for a, a new season here in the National Hockey League? Well, good to be back with you, Doug. This is going to be preseason game number seven tonight for both teams. And I was I was interested to note that Carolina only has four preseason games, which is definitely the exception rather than the rule. I would be okay with four. <laughs> like, I don't know that I need seven to get ready for the regular season. I don't really have a vote in the process. But needless to say, I'm, I'm glad that this is the finale and we get to start the regular season next week. And I think a, a lot of folks out there are just ready to go for the regular season. That's the stage we're at right now as the rosters starting to look more and more like uh, like active rosters in the regular season, like opening night rosters. I think everybody's just excited, especially fans of, uh, of these two teams, because everybody knows what the Panthers and Lightning are capable of going into a new season. And I guess I want to start it off first there, Dave, when you look at this preseason series and how it's gone, of course, they will have one more game against each other, but uh, it didn't take long for the rivalry that's formed here between these two to reignite back on Tuesday night. And we saw no shortage of the extracurricular there it's two teams that are going to see each other quite a bit during the regular season who knows uh, another playoff matchup could be in the cards for these two teams but it, it was it was refreshing in a way to see it didn't take long for the the rivalry to rekindle even though the games are just exhibition in nature well if anyone wondered if there was a rivalry brewing between these two teams it has brewed I mean, the brewing is done. It is definitely brewed. And I think 
for all these years, going back decades, Doug, the the hope from from the standpoint of both organizations was like we want a rivalry here, but we really needed two things to happen. And for the longest time, neither one of those things happened. One was that both teams would be really good at the same time. And there have been a few years where both teams were were good at the same time, but then the second thing didn't happen, which is meet in the playoff series. So last year, both teams were good, and they met in the playoff series. And it was a close, hard-fought, emotional series. That's where rivalries are truly not born, but definitely kindled. Like some gasoline was poured on the fire based on what had happened last year. And both teams are good this year too. And both teams know that the opponent is good. Mm -hmm. So I think all of that led into the emotion that we saw in Tuesday's preseason game last, uh, the, the, the game on Thursday, the last game I think had the temperature was lower. And some of that was based on what happened and what didn't happen in the game. But I think both teams understand the quality of the opposition. And so there is emotion, but also respect. And, and it, should, it should lead to more entertaining hockey when they meet in the regular season. And who knows, in the playoffs again, potentially too. Yeah, I think everybody's looking forward to the matchups these two teams will have against each other. The first one in the regular season is going to be coming up on the 19th of this month the 19th of october that's going to be a tuesday night over in tampa so i know everybody's going to have uh eyeballs on that one but uh, but dave something else i want to get your feel for because we talked about this uh on our podcast on territory talk which fans can find wherever you tune into your podcast the official podcast of the panthers but jameson olive and i were talking about the fact that you have this rivalry that's about to take off and i don't think it's just florida hockey fans that uh, are paying attention to it i think you've got hockey fans across north america across the hockey world who are going to be locked in when the panthers and lightning play each other uh, even if these games aren't televised nationally of course the nhl with the new television deal this season and games going to be on espn and and tnt and things like that uh, even if the matchups between these two aren't nationally televised and not knowing any of the fine print of course maybe down the road things could get flexed a game could get flexed in here and there I don't know the protocols on that we'll wait and see but with more eyeballs potentially on the National Hockey League I think the rivalry could soar to to heights that it really hasn't before I mean we mentioned the teams having to go to a playoff series against each other to ratchet things up but with the potential of even more visibility to be on these games with the NHL's new television deal I think we could see uh, the temperature get heightened even more even if it's just from a, a fan perspective and the increase in the number of people who could be watching I don't know if you heard this comment Doug I heard it more than a handful of times from fans who had no dog in the hunt, not rooting for either one of these teams. And the comment was that game one of last year's playoff series was one of the best playoff games they yep. had watched in years. Heard the same so thing. The same thing. So like, why was that? Well, and again, the whole series didn't go this way. I'm not sure if Joel Quinville and John Cooper had their wish that all games would go this way, but both teams were extremely dynamic offensively mm -hmm. in that game. And I think both teams are extremely dynamic offensively, period. So they are capable of making the opposition, whether it's it's the Lightning making the Panthers feel this way or vice versa, or the Lightning making the Boston Bruins feel this way or the Panthers making Carolina feel this way. 
you have a potential when you have a dynamic offense like that, you can make the other team feel very uncomfortable defensively. And so many teams right now predicate success on Ding up and, and in full candor, like that's been a big part of the lightning success. These last two playoff runs, their ability to D up their ability to dig in defensively. But I tell you what, Doug, for much of that series last year between the lightning and Panthers, like both teams were looking for a solution defensively yep. <laughs> because there were lots of goals, lots of scoring chances. That's exciting hockey. So it's not just, at least in my opinion, it's not just that it's a rivalry because certain teams have a rivalry and that's great. And it, it's emotional and it's intense and it's fun to watch. But when you have a rivalry that is a rivalry that combines kind of the emotion with super exciting hockey, <laughs> that makes it really compelling to watch and to follow. So I hope it continues as a hockey fan. That's why, that's why we both heard that comment, I think, yep. specifically about game one. But I think it, it continued really through the first, in my opinion, four games of the series. And then by games five and six, it was almost like both teams were like, all right, we need to put the horse back in the barn here somehow and figure out how to defend the other side. And, and I think some of that, some of that took over the last two games of the series, but I tell you what, those first four games, if you're a fan of like exciting, wide open offensive hockey, that was as good as it gets yep. in my opinion. Yeah. We saw obviously in that series in game five, we saw the goaltending performance from Spencer Knight. And then of course the shutout from Andre Vasilevsky in the, in game six. So we saw some, some uh, great goaltending performances late yeah. in that series as well. Dave Mishkin, Lightning Radio, kind enough to stop by once again here on the Panthers Insider Show where he's become a, a friend of the program over the years. Dave, something else I want to get your feel for. This is now uh, the second time around for the Lightning having to defend uh, a Stanley Cup title. Of course, uh, they've won back-to-back -back years and coming into this year, uh, a very tough Atlantic division, but I know they're going to be looking to, uh, to defend their title once again. Do you notice anything different about the way that the team's going about its business here in its as it begins its second title defense, maybe in comparison to how it began the first title defense last season? I know this year, just by nature, uh, a lot of things across the National Hockey League are a little bit closer to being back to normal than they were when last season began. Of course, the Lightning won their first title uh, in the in the bubble up in uh, in Edmonton. So it's been a, a couple of, uh, I guess, unconventional seasons but the Lightning have come out on top. You could argue that uh, two of the most difficult seasons to come out with the Stanley Cup that you could uh, remember the Lightning were the, the victors. But again, as they begin their second or second title defense uh, this season, do you notice anything different about the way the team uh, is handling itself going into the year? Well, last year we didn't have a preseason. I mean, there was a training camp, but there was no preseason. So this year is a little different in that regard. And you know, the Lightning haven't exactly been knocking any doors over with their play in the preseason to this point. I think they, they've had some games where they've looked a little better and they've had some games where they haven't looked sharp at all. But of course, you know, the games in the first week really didn't feature many of the regulars. So it's hard to get a feel for for exactly where the team is at in in this snapshot as mm -hmm. we speak on the Saturday before the regular season begins. I will say this though, Doug, I felt last year during the regular season, the lightning were not playing for much of it 
particularly the middle of that 56 game regular season, they were not playing championship level hockey. They found championship level hockey into the playoffs. And part of it was the opposition, but I'm going to circle back to that first round series. I don't think any team made the lightning as uncomfortable defensively in the playoffs as the Panthers did. And that was, that was right off the hop in the first round. And I, I kind of feel like to get through that Panther series, the lightning had to, had to elevate their overall game. And once they did it, it helped them reach what I'll call a championship level. But I'm not sure they were there in like game 42 of the regular season. And, and, and we have to be realistic about like what it takes to win a Stanley Cup and what it takes to win a Stanley Cup. It's hard to replicate that for four months in a regular season yep. and certainly hard to replicate that in a six-month regular season. There was back to 82 regular season games. So you kind of ask like, how is the team handling it? Like the, the team always talks i don't want to say talks a good game because that makes it seem like they're not being honest but the reality is that i think the point of the regular season is to get in the playoffs so you have mm -hmm. to do well enough in the regular season and there are challenges on a regular season schedule that are unique to the regular season you don't have six games and nine nights in five different cities in the playoffs but you do in the regular season you don't have back-to-backs maybe in two different yep. cities in the playoffs that you do in the regular season. So now that's not to say the playoffs are easy. They're not, but there are specific challenges about navigating through the rigors of an 82 game regular season. And I think that last year, and I think the same is probably true this year, the Lightning have to find a way to navigate through that to get into the playoffs. Yep. Yep. And, and if they can get into the playoffs, then they have to find a championship level again. I know these are a lot of ifs, but you know, a lot of teams play well and they hit their peak, but they hit their peak a month before the playoffs begin. It's not, it's not any like fault of their own, but it's hard to maintain that. And so there is an element of like timing to this. And, and I go back to, this is, this is probably more of an answer than you need, but I go back to the lightning losing in 2016 and 2018 to Pittsburgh and Washington in the Eastern Conference Final both years, both years they lost in seven games. And heading into both of those series, I think the Lightning felt pretty good about where they were as a team, particularly in 2018, because they beaten the Bruins in the second round, and they just ran into a team that, that had found a different level. Mm -hmm. The Penguins in 2016 and the Capitals in 2018, like they completely hit their stride. They're like skiing downhill and, and staying on a painted line, right? Like they're not veering, they were just in the zone. And you don't know when that's gonna happen. I think the Lightning have been able to, to put that together the last two years. You don't know if that is gonna happen, but you asked about like the team's mindset. So after they won the first cup, I think the, the, the mantra was, let's try and be special and win back to back. Cause it hasn't been done in the cap era, but once the Penguins did it in 2016 and 2017. Well, they accomplished that. Now they can be generational. There has not been a team to win three cups in a row since the Islanders in the right. early 80s, way before we had a salary cap. That is the motivation, I think, that's kind of been put in front of them. But that's a long journey <laughs> to get there. So there are a lot of steps along the way. But I think the mindset is let's try and be 
I'm using the word generational, but you know what I'm saying? Like, let's do yep. something that hasn't been done in almost 40 years. But the reality is like, it's just hard to, to play at the level that you need to play at to win a Stanley cup for eight months. If you're going to go six months in the regular season and then two months in the playoffs. Yeah. Saying that you need to be consistent uh, over an eight month span. That's uh, easier said than done. Right. So, but uh, consistently but unique, you can be consistently competent, right? Like you can be consistently at a level that will at least guarantee you success enough. Correct. Right. <laughs> Yeah, Dave Michigan Lightning Radio here with us. And uh, two quick ones here before we let you get going here, Dave. But I wanted to get your sense on the Atlantic Division as a whole because we're going back to our regularly scheduled programming this yes, year, if you will. <laughs> and we're going to have uh, the Atlantic Division configuration uh, back the way that we're used to it. And I think if you look at the divisions across the league, I mean, on paper, you can make a case for every division going into the season. Here's why this division's tough. Here's why this division's tough. But you look at the Atlantic here, and of course, you've got the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion, Lightning, and you've got the Panthers, who are who have certainly have aspirations to to win the uh, division title this year. Toronto, uh, while they might still have some to prove in the in the postseason, they have proven over the last few years they are a very dangerous regular season team, and you can expect them to vie for that division title as well. The Boston Bruins, I know there are a lot of folks that say the jury's out on them. They have an aging core, things like that, but I think they're still going to be in the conversation. Let's not forget the Montreal Canadiens did go to the Stanley Cup final last season. Of course, uh, a team like Detroit, a team like Ottawa, uh, maybe not ready to contend for playoff spots yet, but I'm sure they're going to be pesky. They're going to be in the mix. They're going to be competitive every night. Uh, top to bottom, there aren't going to be any gimmies in the Atlantic division, Dave. Uh, just your sense of this division going into the season, I think it's among the toughest in the league, if not the toughest division in the National Hockey League. I don't know if, if you feel this way, Doug. I feel like last year, because we didn't see some of these teams at all, and the Lightning saw the Canadians in the Stanley Cup final, but even that Montreal team is going to look a little different than the one the Lightning saw in the final last year. I mean, Kokaniemi is gone. Corey Perry's now on the Lightning. Carey Price is not there to start the year, and we wish him the best. So, you know, the Lightning and Panthers saw each other, and they saw Detroit, but... We haven't seen Buffalo in two years. We haven't seen the Canadian teams, the Eastern Canadian teams in two years. We haven't seen Boston in two years. So where are they? And I don't have the answer to that. I think that to me, it's clear that the Panthers are an elite team mm -hmm. and they are a legit Stanley Cup contender. I'm not just saying that because I'm on your program. I, I've said it on our airwaves too. I do believe that. And... I mean, clearly, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the Lightning as 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 a team that is in that elite category. But without having seen Toronto firsthand in a couple of years or Boston firsthand in a couple of years, I just don't know. I don't know where they are. Toronto had some some pretty significant changes. Certainly, the yep. goaltending situation Very is way different there. And I think they still have some questions about kind of spreading the wealth up and down their lineup and that's uh, that's a poor use of of phrase but they have a lot of firepower at the top of their roster but it's been a challenge for them i think to to level out the depth where will they be this year it may be good enough to get into the playoffs like you talked about but that's not really where they want to get and at some point you figure the bruins are going to have to figure out a way 
to replace Bergeron. I don't know when it's going to happen. This guy just seems to be ageless and, and super productive. But if at some point father time starts affecting his ability to be effective and that first line takes a hit and they don't have Krejci this year, let's see where they are. They may be great. Yeah, they may win the division. I just don't know because we haven't seen them in in quite some time. And then the the three teams that were kind of way out of it last year, Ottawa, Detroit, and Buffalo, how much have they improved? Where are they? And until we actually see them, it's hard to know that. We saw Detroit last year, but their roster is going to look a lot different. They brought in some of their younger draft picks. They got a new goalie. They got a new goalie, exactly. So uh, I guess for me, the jury is out, except to say that, the Lightning and Panthers, to me, are are definitely in the mix, and then we'll we'll see where the other where the other teams are, at least for me, when once we start seeing them on a regular basis. And the last thing for you here, Dave, uh, Dave Michigan Lightning Radio, taking some time out for us this morning, just from your vantage point, uh, the the aspect of the Panthers that uh, maybe you're keeping the closest eye on, something that you're watching going into the year. Is there is there any uh, any subplot, any uh, sub story, any anything with the Panthers, a, a particular player, anything that you're keeping an eye on from your vantage point as uh, as we go into this new season? Well, I think the intrigue story, and it may be more intrigue inside your media bubble than than ours, but I'm at least curious to see is the goalie rotation. How much will Spencer Knight play? Will he look as good as he has looked? And if so, will he command more ice time? How will that play out through the regular season? I think that that's, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that as something that is interesting. It's interesting to see not just this year and then moving forward, how that works. I think what struck me last year about the Panthers though, Doug, and we talked about this when, when we had shows like this was that like Barkov has always been there as, as an elite player and Ekblad has always been there as an elite player, not always, but you know, over the last several years, Huberdo as well. But what struck me was the level of depth the Panthers Mm -hmm. showed last year and their ability to roll four productive lines and, and have a rock solid decor. And, you know, who knows what happened in that playoff series last year between the teams had Ekblad been healthy, yep. which unfortunately he wasn't. But because he got hurt, how much did that do for Mackenzie Weger getting more responsibility? I mean, you can answer that question better than me. Yeah, he really but, elevated his game. Exactly. And like Gustav Forsling, this guy is a stud. And, and how much more ice time did he get because there was an opportunity there And that may actually serve the organization well this year that Mm -hmm. these guys got those reps last year. So I'm super impressed with, with the Panthers depth up and down the roster. Uh, But if you ask me like a storyline, I mean, I'm expecting them to do very well in terms of the record, but I'm curious to see how, how Q works the goalie rotation. And like coaches say, sometimes the goalies answer that question for the coach, right? Yep. Exactly. We'll see how everything uh, everything plays out. Uh, but one thing that we're pretty certain about is that, uh, well, it's going to be the Panthers and the Lightning uh, contending for that top spot in the Atlantic all season. And we're going to be keeping a close eye on it. I know you will, too, Dave. And uh, once again, Dave Michigan Lightning Radio taking some time out for us this morning on the Panthers Insider Show. Dave, thanks, as always, for stopping by for what uh, we expect to be the first of uh, at least a couple appearances for you this season on the Panthers Insider Show, where you've become a regular. We thank you very much. 
Yeah, down from eight to four in the regular season, but still a lot of fun, Doug. Yes, Talk to you next time. Thanks to Dave Michigan, Tampa Bay Lightning radio voice, for stopping by the Panthers Insider Show this week. And that about does it for this edition of the program. The Panthers and the Lightning wrapping up the preseason tonight. Six o'clock faceoff, 5.30 Panthers preview across the radio network. Big thanks to Dave Michigan once again, to Jessica Blaylock from Valley Sports Florida for stopping by earlier in the program. I'm Doug Plagans. We will talk to you this evening. This has been the Panthers Insider Show right here on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.